Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another Horror of Review. Uh, I seem to be on a roll lately, and here's another one which I wasn't too sure about, and it turns out I've actually really liked. So uh, today we're going to talk about Malevolent, uh, released in 2018. Uh, it looked, you know, I mean, the single word title, the poster, everything else just looks like a generic horror movie. This one actually turned out to be really good. Um, when I read the premise and going into it, I was expecting goofy jump scares, all that kind of nonsense, you know, generic characters, no depth of them. Uh, you know, I was expecting another remake or rehash of The Conjuring, you know, because they became popular. Now, a couple of wee issues with it, but not too much. On the whole, I was surprised and I enjoyed this movie. So, this is what it is. We've got uh, per siblings, uh, Angela and Jackson, who are in Scotland and they're at university. Well, Angela is anyway. Um, Jackson seems to be a bit of a, an idiot. He's one of these guys. Um, we've all met them. Ah, and we've got Dale in the chat. Do you know, one of these days, because it's usually Dale, Adam, and Steve appear like. Uh, one at a time. Maybe one day I'll get you all together in the chat and you can actually talk to each other instead of uh, just the mirror into the ether. Uh, just seems to be the way things schedule and never get all my buddies together at once. But say, Levy, that's the way it goes. Um, but great to have you on board. And everyone else is jumping in as well. More than welcome. But yeah, let's start off. These are folks, they're paranormal investigators. But they're frauds and they're openly fraud about it and they're uh jackson he's kind of the saul goodman type character you know he's the trickster the con man he prays on people uh you know prays in their grief and we kind of see him doing this with his sister too now he had the potential just to be a black and white you know wooden plank of a character but actually there is a bit of a depth them and as the story goes along we kind of see that uh, both Angela and Jackson have shared trauma of their mother um, basically being committed to the an asylum and killing herself and it's affected them both in different ways Angela feels guilty about it and uh, Jackson has this kind of loathing for people and it's broken them both in different ways I was just trying to study uh, psychology. I just feel in class because she's basically got, the, got sucked into Jackson's whirlpool. And like I said, we've we've met these type of people. They can't get their act together. They're always get rich quick schemes. There's never enough to satisfy them. And we see this play out because he's in debt. He's got loan sharks coming after him. He just can't help himself. It's a form of compulsion. I don't know. I don't know if they ever get because these type of people are a funny one. Um, they don't fall into a nice neat little category like they're not an addict you know if they're an alcoholic a drug addict or a gambling addict maybe they can be identified and helped they're not a complete narcissist either you know so they don't fall into the traits but there's plenty of these people about you could offer them the world and they would say uh jack's talking about needing to make money they were doing this it comes out they were doing this whether we're living in america Oh, the connection's really well good as well because sometimes these people just get planked in the countries, but it turns out that 
the grandparents uh, are from Scotland, actually in the area. Uh, their mother's Scottish. We don't meet her really. Uh, sort of the flashbacks and stuff, but her mother met her, moved to America quietly. You know, they tell anybody met her dad, had them. So there's actually a bit of thought went into the story rather than the usual, oh, let's just plank some characters here with weird accents and throw them about the place and give no explanation or tie together. Moving between countries is a big thing. Um, and people, how they end up in certain places, that part of the story can actually build into the narrative. And this is what I'm talking about. These two had the potential just to, they could have just made them random foreign students in a place. And they could have given them no backstory whatsoever, but they didn't. They actually give them a bit of grounding in the area. And that plays and everything goes on because then uh, we've got their grandfather who it seems to me that only Angela like tries to build a sort of, sort of relationship with. Yeah, it did have a great storyline, and that's why I'm saying I'm surprised because for all intents and purposes, it looks like a generic jump scare-esque horror movie. You know, I mean, it just had that potential, but um, once you get into it, you've actually a plot to follow because this could have easily devolved into woo boogie, you know, oh, we're pretending to find ghosts name and find a real one, which essentially what the plot is. But there, even then, there's a bit more to it. But yeah, we've got these two, and we're seeing this whole point of grief blown out. And Jackson's on a downward spiral, and he's going to take anybody he can with him because he's a broken man, and he keeps telling Angela he loves her, but he doesn't. This man is incapable of love because it's been, you know, he's a broken man. So you don't, you don't hate him, but you should because in a lot of other movies they've played this type of character and they haven't done it well. This guy will give him a bit of depth and reason, and you actually see him fighting against himself within this. To the point, so um, until the point where, uh, like everything comes to light, and then he he kind of he redeems himself, but doesn't last too long. But yeah, that whole interplay goes the whole way through this uh, movie, which is good because it gives you a bit in between the jump scares and then doing what they're doing. Um, we've got Elliot and Beth are the other two. Beth is Jackson's girlfriend. And we see that he's effectively played her the same way as he's played Angela. You know what I mean? That's what I mean. It plays. We see their relationship slightly different. But she recognizes it too. And this is all good interplay. And this one talk about a story having layers because if you don't care about the protagonists, why are you going to care what happens to them? You know what I mean? Slasher movies are fine if they're meant to be goofy and fun, but you can still have a serious slasher movie if you care about the protagonists. And that's this is the point I've been trying to make about movies and what the difference between enjoying one and being invested in the plot and then just, you know, popcorn flick that you watch through or being sorely disappointed. Um, it's still doable, even up to 2018. They're, they're still able to make movies with three-dimensional characters. But yeah, um, Elliot is... He's kind of the weakest character of the lot. He's the tech guy. He holds a flame for Angela, but he hasn't told her about it. Um, yeah, there's not too much to him. Um, 
even having a bit of a you know he has a chance of a bit of redemption and he messes it up towards the end. Yeah, so out of the four of them, he's the weakest character of this group. We see them start them off. They're they're calling um, an older fella, and that's how you get confused because you don't really get the full setting. They're in a house, so you hear this guy with a Scottish accent and these two Americans and a Londoner, and you kind of think this is a bit of a mess. <laughs> What's going on here? But it's just setting the scene of what to do with the paranormal investigations. And then when they finish and step out of the bar, we get the whole um, story and timeline and how they're together, and it all makes sense. Which is why I'm surprised because after the first scene, you're thinking, "Oh God, here we go." Then after that, it all kind of falls into place very quickly as well because there's not the worst. Like yesterday's movie I was talking about, it took nearly half an hour to get into the movie. Everything, but once you did, it was brilliant. This one doesn't take as long; just gets you straight into it, and everything's explained, and you get still get a bit more layers and a bit more depth of what's going on. So they then get a phone call. Um, Something opens up with Angela after this one. This one she's not happy about. It's just it's rattled something in her. She's not she's not feeling it anymore. She's been happy to go along, but she back to when talking about their relationship, she realizes that with her brother it's never gonna end, it's never gonna be enough. I think it's after the first house, is that and that's a good point to jump in the story. They were getting on, I guess, in America before they moved to uh, Scotland and uh, Jackson was living in London for a while and he was doing the same thing so he's repeating the pattern and now it's come to roost that all four of them are together and that's what I'm saying about Elliot's character he's kind of the bystander in the four of them the, the other three have a connected history and he's just kind of there which not much of a not really much of a point because he was an alright character he served his purpose so I can't really complain too much because we've got three strong characters slightly weaker one but the story you know makes it kind of useful it's an interesting choice i've set this back in by the looks of things early 2000s because they're still using um analog phones there's not the mobile technology they're using camcorders videotape you know so it makes me kind of think they haven't quite figured out how to use modern technology with ghost stories because uh, part of the plot also relies that they can't call out that sort of thing. Um, it'll be interesting moving forward how stories incorporate today's technology and moving forward because look at a Hammer Horror House, uh, Hammer Horror movie. Um, obviously that would be defeated with the technologies portrayed in this film and we would have a hope. So there seems to be a bit of a lag between movie makers in particular horror and using modern technology. People just takes a minute to wrap their head around without looking at, looking at sounding cliche, if that makes sense. So in the context of this movie, the time setting is kind of relevant and useful to the story. Uh, it would have been tricky otherwise, but there we go. They then get a phone call from Mrs. Green and Angela picks it up first and she's offer wants them to come up. She wants the voices to stop. She wants the crime to stop. She wants it to be quiet again. Angela says they're too busy. She gets some sort of, you know, spider sense tingling sort of thing about it. 
we've then since found out that um, Jackson is up to his ears and debt with loan sharks who are going to basically kill him if he doesn't pay them back. So that's um, don't get involved with loan sharks, kids. Don't get involved with it. It might look easy or it might seem like a quick fix. And those bloody payday loans, stay away from those. They're, they're just legalized sharks. There's no quick and easy way to fix your problems, essentially. And this movie kind of showing that. You go for the quick fix and it's never it's never going to satisfy you or it's never going to be enough. But there you go. But it's useful. So after um, see Jackson's encounter with the Loan Sharks and Angela's starting to have troubles at university because she's missing so many classes because she's following her brother around who doesn't seem to care that she's about to throw her career away. You know what I mean? That's what I said. He's in the downward spiral and he doesn't care who he takes with him. Um, he then picks up the phone again. Mr. Green rings a second time. And he admonishes her, you know, gets torn there. And that's when we start to see the, the trauma and the plot and the things come together because effectively, if he doesn't get the money, he's dead. You know, and once again, quick fix, one job, last job, you know, you know the usual tropes. This is the final job, I promise. After this, we'll move forward. He's never going to move forward. You know, you know that. Um, it's just that sort of character. You give him a million quid and then blow through it within a month and still be needing more. You know, there's just people like that. The important thing is that you recognize them so they don't destroy your life. You know, that's just my personal thoughts on it. But it's um, good how horror movies can teach you about life, eh? But there you go. So they go up to the house. Uh, it turns out it's famous. It's been in the news. I should have actually rewatched that. But so her son was found where there was five girls. That's where I need to. Yeah, she was a foster uh, parent. There's five girls. They're all like tied up murdered they're placed in a circle there's a whole big thing uh happened about it so when they're going up to this house you know they know it's a scene of this angela's freaking out she's like don't do this don't do this jackson's like yeah we'll have to beth and elliot are just kind of side characters at this point uh just to get there you know what i mean they kind of they have no emotional investment either for or against so they're going along with it. Um, the real battle is between the siblings, and this, and that kind of plays out. Plays out really well, and that's what I'm saying. I'm surprised this could have been a generic, just a generic flick, but it wasn't. They actually managed to have a bit of depth, and it's actually the struggle between them. And then it comes out. Um, we know their grandfather's drinking heavily, even for a Scotsman, <laughs> just to get a stereotype in there. But you know after his daughter's death it's affected the whole family um i can't remember what happened to the father something happened to the father um can't remember sorry um when he watched this earlier as well but yeah it's all affecting them in different ways when they go and they start setting up uh jackson tries to spill with mrs green and she's straight on um you call her Sila. Celia Arne, she's a, a British actress, um, really long-standing, uh, well-known, and she's got one of those serious tones about her, and you just know she's not messing about. She has that kind of look. 
and she sees through Jackson immediately, which actually becomes relevant later on. But yeah, he's given a spin and she's just like, catch a grip, is this what you normally do? You know, and then you start to wonder, okay, she knows he's a con artist. What's what's the end game here? You know, why are they here? And that's when the, the cogs start ticking about, oh, there's something deeper going on. But as they're going through, and I saw this at the start, they have this kind of spiel where Elliot follows Anza around with the camera. And she, actually, the first one, um, it could have been like done really badly as if she, you know, that was the acting, but it wasn't. She was so disinterested. It was just the first guy was so full of grief, but she's like, Is anybody here? I give you permission to leave the house. She really doesn't care. Um, and that's where the whole conflict comes up because he, he caught on that she wasn't. So it was actually part of the plot, plot which um, was cool. Started to do it this time, and then she sees something, and then everything changes. And that's where this movie um, really goes in the road. Now, I'll get to a certain point, like I do you in movies, like, and not spoil it because, like I said, you should, if you haven't already, check it out. But yeah, something else starts happening. She starts to see the visions of the girls. They're running around, they're trying to lead them places. Um, the first thing that happens is they're leading them do a stairwell, um, Ella falls through, breaks his leg. Now, that's when you start asking, okay, are these ghosts malevolent? You know, are they doing this intentionally to cause harm? Is it the ghost can't communicate? The usual thing we have with ghosts, you know, you know me, you've heard my ghost speech a hundred times, what I think about them. But this time or something more, I think it was just an unfortunate thing that they fell through in this case because they were leading them down anyway the right place we'll start to find out they were actually kept in a like a basement slash dungeon type area things start to unfold i'm gonna see that they were actually death was almost a release for them but there's a reason they're still hanging on to the house you know i mean ghosts need a reason i mean there's trauma or unresolved issues even though this has been it's not as if they haven't been discovered there's a whole case. <laughs> yep, ghosts are stupid. But in this case, they aren't. Because um, I think the falling through the stairs was uh, one thing, a plot device to incapacitate Elliot to move the plot forward. But I also think that it wasn't, it was maybe this thing to throw us off because we're used to the stupid, malicious ghost who can't communicate without hurting people. I think I was slightly meant to throw us off considering the way the plot goes and this is where i'm starting to fall into spoiler territories and want to kind of check myself um so yeah it was just an unfortunate event which uh became relevant later on but um yeah we'll start to find out there's more to this story than was even discovered 15 years prior when uh the murders were reported and the police were investigated i'm guessing mrs green lost her fostering license or wasn't allowed to foster children anymore you know she's rattling about but um then the plot starts to ramp up and we start to find out that more's going on and this is the point where i'm going to stop it because or stop talking about the plot because i'm going to give away spoilers and i don't want to because there's a beautiful series of twists and turns and this which are actually written really well and figures both human wise 
and spiritually wise so the two tie together so it isn't a con it is a supernatural movie and the elements all come together brilliantly and we also see um the relationship between angela and jackson come to a head and move to another level we'll find out more about their own family and their mother so we'll find out that her mother was actually uh had the site and also drove her insane think um stir of echoes and what was the other one um not sixth sense almost sixth not really sixth sense um there's another famous one um supernatural where nobody believes them but and it turns out that they've got it but think stir of echoes it's something that has to get awakened first and then that passes down the line you know lineage um another really good movie you have to check that out uh, that was a while ago but yeah it's that sort of thing the ability is awakened i'm gonna hit, see this whole story plan play out and then it all just comes to you know everything uh happens and comes to a conclusion and then it's left open for her journey i don't think it's a suit of I don't know about hereditary. Um, no, hereditary was different because um, that guy was chosen as a successor for the demon. But what I'm talking about psychic abilities, psychic abilities that were passed down, and the parent was misunderstood and driven themselves in stir of echoes. You know, it's Kevin Bacon's character. He's the one that gets it awakened, and he almost drives himself mad. But then it's passed down to his son. Um, there's another story which is escaping me right now. Very similar, very similar tropes. Not a no, not exact replica story, but that where the parent, you know, had driven themselves insane by not being able to, by having the sight and not being able to cope with it, and then the child has a better understanding because they've seen their parent go through it, and then they have a greater understanding of what it's about this kind of plays out here angela understands and then jackson understands towards uh the end of the movie because it all comes out you know he gets aside as well and they realize then that their mother was you know had the ability and that's what led the the traumatic events because the grandfather didn't believe you know it was all poppycock um all that kind of stuff you know it's plays out like that that's gonna get that's gonna bug me now i'm gonna be thinking later on about what the other bloody movie is and what the reference here but <laughs> there you go that's the joys of doing these live you just <laughs> oh yeah some random thought in my head you know not scripted just <laughs> but there you go um yeah this finishes off really well good plot good beats to it it could have been you know I mean, it could have been a generic movie but it wasn't there was so much more to it and really enjoyable so there you go there's my review really enjoyed the movie i recommend you check it out and uh yeah as always if you have similar opinions different opinions leave them in the comments we're gonna have a chat about it do all the likey typey clicky things that help the channel grow be much appreciated uh let's get words out there um Tomorrow there won't be a live stream because we've got our next um, horrific tale, as you know, on Fridays. Um, Burnt Chapel, I think, is next 
by Cody Axelbegger. God, I hope I'm not butchering his name. <laughs> I'm terrible. You know me with flipping uh, pronouncing things. But um, yeah, that's tomorrow. So I won't do a live stream tomorrow because um, uh, horrific tales coming out. Keep it. Keep an eye on the channel for those as well. We've loads going on. Uh, we're busy. I'll do another couple of movies over the weekend. We've got one plan for next week as well with another special guest. And uh, there you go. Uh, all good and fun. And until next time, folks, keep it creepy. Keep it horrific.